Welcome to Fresh Perspective, a podcast presented by Recycling Today. Fresh Perspective features young professionals in the scrap and recycling industry, offering insights from the next generation of industry leaders. Guests share their stories of what led them to the scrap industry and new ideas on industry trends. Tune in to hear stories from scrap processors, traders, operators, and more who are starting to lead in this space. Fresh Perspective is beginning an ongoing dialogue with future executives of the industry. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fresh Perspective. I am your host, Marissa McNeese, joined today by Ernesto Valencia, plant manager for Diversified Recycling in Chicago, Illinois. Ernesto, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. My pleasure. So you know what? We're going to just get right into it, Ernesto. I want to just get your, how did you get your start in recycling? Tell the folks what you do, what your role is at Diversified and, you know, your journey to get to where you are today. I started here as a sorter long ago. Uh, it was 13 years ago. I started off here as a temp, um, worked my way up. Uh, didn't think I would be playing with garbage my whole life, but here <laughs> I am. Pretty much worked my, lad, uh, worked my way up the ladder, hit every position in this facility from sorter to every machine, learned how to operate every machine in this building. Um, and pretty much, uh, you know, as doors opened, I was able to fill those positions. Now I'm at the top of the plant manager position and hopefully one day I can proceed and hit a different position after this. You know, got to yeah. keep that motivation and able to keep trying to knock on someone else's door and keep trying to take different positions. Absolutely. And before becoming a sorter, what, what were you doing for work before then? Funny. Um, I was working at Amazon uh, as a packer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Amazon was in Munster down the street. Uh, they were moving to Indianapolis. It was about another two hour drive. Um, so they were closing the plant down and moving. And it wasn't, uh, it wasn't for me just to move for two hours for, for a sorter like uh, Amazon. Mm-hmm. So I came to the recycling industry. I had a cousin at the time who got me in and started here. I liked the environment. I actually didn't mind it. I had good people above me that helped me succeed in this position. They showed me the ropes and, you know, and that's kind of how, how I try to treat all of my employees, you know, people who want to learn and, and succeed and do better and get higher positions. We're all for it. You always try to hire within, hire within your own company, you know, try to give them the, the opportunity to grow before you want to hire someone else on the outside. Absolutely. Especially because um, it seems like when you, you know, first becoming a sorter and working your way up through the industry and at Diversified, I'm assuming there was a lot for you to learn as well. So that's kind of why it might be, you know, it's important for you to pass that on to your employees and folks that you work with, just because you know, from firsthand experience, there is a lot to learn. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, when I, when I first started, I mean, I, just like anybody, we, we know the basics of how to turn a wrench, how to turn a screwdriver, but it's it's all the detail work when you pay attention, when you have other peers showing you and teaching you how to do everything in, in detail and specifics. There's a lot to learn still, just because I've been doing this for quite some time. I, I still don't know everything. Yeah. And every time um, we have like uh, different companies come out and do work, um, I try to be out there and continue to learn. Um, you know, next week, I'm actually going to Baylor school um, optical school, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Education is everything. Yeah, it, it really is. You know, and I try to teach and show the young, the younger generation, I, I would say, mm-hmm. um, you know, that you, you can never, you can never learn enough. 
um, the more you know, the more valuable you are. And that, that goes for, for the community, the municipalities, uh, you know, as we'll get into that a little later with, with knowledge, it's, it's everything. Yeah, I love that focus on education because I know as somebody newer to the industry too, I came in, it can be overwhelming, um, especially for someone like me, I'm covering um, such a broad industry. And even my editor oh, yes. said, she said, you know, listen, I've been doing this for 25 years and even I still don't know everything. So I love that focus on education because it seems like particularly in the recycling industry, no matter what area or what sector you're in, there's always something new to be learned, whether, you know, it's because of changing technology or processes. Um, it just seems like there's always something new to learn. A hundred percent. And yes, everything, you know, now we're, we're to the day and age where we're doing robotics and this, and where that's, that educate, that technology is growing now a lot more in the industry, which is great, you know? So it, it's, the industry is getting, getting more exciting. It, it's an amazing industry. I, like I said, I never thought uh, when I was in my 20s that I'd be working with with recycling my whole life and I've, I've grown to love it it's great helping the environment and trying to stay, stay green absolutely and that's a great point too because another thing um you know we're <laughs> we're talking about fresh perspective you know I like I said I'm new so I had a whole I, I didn't really know what the perspective to have on the recycling industry was I you have some sort of maybe not preconceived notions, but maybe, you know, some ideas about what you think it is and it becomes so much broader than you realize. Did you have any of those preconceived notions about recycling or the industry uh, before becoming a sorter? No, (laughs) (laughs) I did. I just, I honestly, I didn't think I was going to be in the industry. I, when I was working at Amazon, I just thought I was getting a a part-time job for a little bit to find a different job. Um, I did not see myself being in this industry for a while. I was, like I said, I was just getting a job just to get a job for a while. It was yeah. one of those and I'm going to get in and I'm going to get out. Uh, hopefully I could try to find a union job somewhere else and sure. do something different. But I, I don't know what happened along the road. <laughs> uh, you know, like I said, the, the employees here, management was great. Uh, this company is a great company to work for. And that's what kind of strung me along. Nowadays, it's it's harder to find employees, and it's it's nice that you have a, a management team that cares about your employees. You try to retain your employees in any mm-hmm. aspect that you can, and I think uh, Diversify does a great job on that. Yeah, you know, you remind me. I it was there a point in your journey through at Diversified from you know start to now where it maybe clicked and you thought you know at first you said you started just you know I'm just this is a job for now but was there a point where it clicked where you thought okay I I think I could see myself staying here and being in this industry long term oh yes definitely the first two years uh, I was here it was uh, I was just bouncing from position to position trying to learn everything and then by the time I learned every position, that's kind of where it clicked. Like, wow, I kind of know everything here already. <laughs> I, I like to learn the management side, the business side of it, you know. And so then I started setting myself goals. You know, if if you don't set yourself goals, sometimes it's it's harder to achieve them. I feel sometimes if you set yourself goals and you talk about them more with, you know, your, your close friends, your family, um, it's it's more attainable. Mm-hmm. You know, you start to to talk about your, your dreams and your goals and you can make them realities. You just got to put, put forth effort. Of course, nothing, nothing comes handed to you. And that's where uh, once I, I kind of had every position here, 
besides the management, that's where I, I kind of set my next goal. Like, you know, I want to be a supervisor next. I want to, I want to learn this, the whole aspect on the other side. And once I started achieving those goals, that's, that's when I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this forever. So I want to go back a little bit. So tell us about being this plant manager at Diversify. Tell us what that entails, what kind of facility you're managing, and then tell us a little bit about Diversify, the kind of operations um, that are going on there. So uh, at Diversified, we, we are a nice, uh, pretty sized plant. Uh, we're running about 40, it's a 50 ton an hour system. Uh, we're co- currently doing about 40-ish tons an hour. We deal with your normal, normal recycle, uh, the inbound stuff like that. We do deal with about 11,000 tons a month. You know, we have a lot of towns in the area. We deal with a couple of big players like waste management and, you know, Republic and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But um, yeah, my daily operations here, you know, just I do all the marketing and stuff like that. Um, stay on top of all the operations with the operations manager here, you know, and just try to keep the morale. Uh, that's one of my biggest, <laughs> I'd have to say challenges right now is just yeah. to try to keep all the employees happy. Um, trying to find out different ways to, to keep, keep people happy, uh, whether it's, you know, little pizza parties once a month, little things like that, trying to think outside the box. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, just trying to keep the plant always running 100%, making sure everybody's uh, safe, of course. Safety is always number one, I'm sure, at every facility. That's pr- pretty much it. And I imagine, you know, you mentioned it's like retention or it just keeping morale up is one of the bigger challenges you're facing now. And I imagine that's been going on for some time. I mean, we hear about labor issues and retention all through every industry, not just recycling. And so I imagine that's been, um, we talk about learning every day. I imagine that's been something that you've had to just sort of trial and error, what works, what doesn't, and, and just in terms of keeping up morale and ensuring that you can have that employee retention. Right. Especially with the pandemic, the pandemic was something that just came out of the blue Mm -hmm. and that really, that really made things super difficult in, in so many different ways to where it made companies really realize, well, how many employees can I run the system with? Right. (laughs) You know, Uh, really um, bring in some big factors. And, you know, I think with the pandemic hitting it, it really, kind of created a lot more jobs in different aspects, but it really kind of broke it down on, on how things can really go in, in a company, you know, especially, you know, since, ever since the pandemic, we've, we've lost half of our shift and we were able to kind of move around. And that's where you think outside the box again and start moving people around in different, different positions, start coming up with different ideas, more automation, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well, speaking of, of systems and, and technology, you mentioned you're going to Baylor School and, and you're you're still involved in, in educ in growing your education. I'm curious your thoughts on are there any newer technologies that you maybe have implemented at Diversified or hope to? Are what are some of these new technologies that you hope to see embraced more in facilities like yours? So opticals are, are a big thing now, you know, they've came mm-hmm. a long way. I would like to see more opticals. We just replaced a few, like a PET one and stuff like that. And they work great. Um, robotics, that's something where I feel in, the, in a couple years would be a lot more advanced than they are now. 
-hmm. And that would be great, you know, because um, like everybody's dealing with labor shortage, that would be great in different facilities. Um, they can be used in different uh, different types of facilities, not just recycling, of course. Mm -hmm. um, and that would help out, you know, labor costs, you know, fire over. That's that's another another big one. Fires in this industry today are are incredible. I couldn't tell you how many fires we've had already this year to where fire rovers helped out, our employees have helped out. It's amazing on how many how how just a simple battery can cause a fire in, in the system. And then just uh, on the tip floor, anywhere. You know, so yeah. I, I would love to see more fire suppressing ideas out there for technologies and stuff like that. And especially like the robotics and uh, to help sort. Uh, I think those will be big players. And we talked a lot about labor issues. You're of course facing them at your own facility. Other than that, and, and maybe that is just the, the answer, but what are, what do you see as the biggest issues impacting the recycling industry today? Is it just really labor is the biggest issue? Are there some others that you've noticed some other trends that you've seen? Knowledge to the public, uh, is, is another huge one. Of course, I would say that that's where it all starts. Um, your inbound material starts with the public. Um, if, if they're not being, being kept up to date or, you know, not knowledgeable on what's recyclable or not, you know, a lot of people think, oh, this is steel when they're changing the brakes, um, the rotors and stuff like that. Oh, just throw it in the, in the recycle bin. Needles. My grandfather-in-law used to, when I first started recycling, uh, I used to go cut his grass and he used to throw all his needles in a milk jug and then uh, throw them in a the recycle bin. Oh, and God. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, well, these are recyclable. I said, yeah, but you have to recycle this in a different way. You just don't throw in the recycle bin, you know? So it's just teaching, teaching the public. Um, you know, because if the inbound stream can be a lot cleaner, it, it saves on safety, you know, needle sticks, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I think that one of our biggest issues in the recycling industry is just the knowledge for the public. If we can cut down on, on the res on half of the trash that comes in, it, it would be a lot easier and, and better to recycle. And where does that start? Because, you know, I've had, a, I've had many conversations with recyclers and, They've said the same thing um, that seems to be everybody's in agreement. That's that is the biggest issue is, well, now we've drummed up support for recycling, but we haven't done a good job educating the everyday consumer about what is recyclable, what isn't. And so how do you start to educate the consumer on you know, proper recycling practices? That's a tough question. Um, yeah, <laughs> honestly. I don't know. The way I look at it is we'd have to attack everybody differently. There, there's many types of different people. We have uh, the older generation, younger generation. So everybody sees things differently. Um, the younger crowd, of course, you have to, everybody's about, all about social media nowadays. So do you put in people's mailbox? A lot of people don't check their mail. I know sometimes I go a couple of days and don't check my mail, but maybe we start with putting it on their, on their bills hey, this is recyclable, more on social media, uh, people's networking sites, stuff like that, mm -hmm. um, commercials. I mean, <laughs> so many different tactics, but yeah. I, I guess it just, uh, the bottom line, it comes down to the municipalities 
as well. You know, everybody, uh, the towns need to take, um, uh, I feel like they, they do a pretty good job, but we have to do a better job on, on marketing and letting people know on what's recyclable or not. Um, every time people just see a triangle on something, oh, it's recyclable. Companies that make bottles and stuff like that have to take a, a little bit more responsibility as well, not just to put a recycle site on everything that they produce. Um, yeah. Because plastic bags are recyclable to some facilities compared to MRFs, they're not, you know. Right. So I think it starts with, with companies and, and towns and everybody just trying to teach the public in so many different ways. And you mentioned... Um, you know, young folks and being being on social media and using that as an education tool. But you obviously are involved a lot um, with employee relations and you mentioned keeping up morale. So what do you think are some ways to recruit more young people, more uh, young professionals into the recycling industry? You know, maybe maybe hitting up high schools. Um, we've had actually pretty good luck here at Diversified with finding uh, a young crowd and it's pretty much just networking, word of mouth. Um, we've had a young gentlemen, probably about 19 to 22 years old, come in, and we're filling our positions for, for loaders, uh, forklifts, balers, and teaching them, cross-training them, showing them all of them. And it's great that they, they want to learn. So it's just a lot of word of mouth that we're getting from their friends. Hey, come over here. I can get you a job. And starting at this blah, blah, blah. And it's actually working out for us. Yeah. And you bring up a good point. Um, you know, you say you bring in these young people and no matter what position you're putting them in, is there an aspect of fostering their own education within your facility, within your company, showing them, Hey, this is an industry where you can grow a career. Um, you know, it's not only about recruiting them into the industry, but showing them like, here's a place where you can stay. Correct. And in every interview that we do, um, we always let the interviewer know, hey, you're getting hired for, let's say, a forklift position. I don't want to see you in that forklift position in two years. Mm-hmm. You know, I would love to see you grow. Um, I would like to see you move around. Hey, maybe there's a chance across the street so you can go into the hauling side and drive a truck maybe. Or, you know, I, I wouldn't like to see anybody come here and, and try to do a forklift for 25 years. I mean, if that's, hey, if, if that's what they want to do. Um, I'm all for it, of course, but at the end of the day, I would like to see people grow. I kind of tell them like, Hey, look, I did it. I started from the bottom and I I made a different opportunity for myself and you can do it too. For for our final question here, as we wrap up, um, this has been a great conversation and I'd love to know, you mentioned starting from the bottom and working your way up. And I'd love to know maybe one or two of the, the more important lessons you've learned that you hope to impart on uh, young professionals as they come into the recycling industry? So <laughs> one is always self-motivation. If, if you don't have motivation, self-motivation, it, it's very difficult for, for anyone to do anything. The, the things that I've learned along my journey is self-motivation. You always want to, you have to work for something. You know, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's children, whether it's family, whether it's you're you're trying to do something, a a dream, a goal, that's obviously something to to push yourself to do something better. So that's I mean, that's really just my my one thing is just self-motivation. I just try to push myself. I mean, we all have people to live for, you know, like 
kids. I, I want to say that was my biggest, my biggest push was I, I was having a child when I first started here and it was long nights, two o'clock in the morning, kids waking up and you have to be at work at four. I mean, who, who wants to do that for, you know, for a long time? I think another one, you know, of course, we're, we're doing something great, recycling, helping the environment and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's always, that's always good. Absolutely. Well, Ernesto, thank you so much for joining me today on Fresh Perspective. I really enjoyed our conversation. I think our listeners are really going to enjoy it as well. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. Of course. And we will catch you all on the next episode of Fresh Perspective. Thanks, everyone. Bye.